Welcome back, Balance Beamers. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen. I'm always excited to be here. This is going to be an amazing, incredible, ridiculously informative Balance Beam podcast because I have one of my favorite ladies here. Y'all just don't know. I love me some Lisa Schwartz. She's amazing, awesome. She has an OD background, training, consultant, career transition. She comes from the Fortune 500 world. She's been rocking out that way for 20 plus years and has been amazing at everything that she does to the point that she has more people calling on her than she knows what to do with, but she'll make one for you, depending on what you need. That's a hint, hint. Lisa, welcome to The Balance Beam. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Nikita. I'm so happy to be here and to see your smiling face. Aw, you're such a sweetie pie. Would you tell our Balance Beam audience exactly who you are and what you do? Because your professional background, your resume is ridiculously long. I can't even begin to express the expertise that you have. Would you introduce them to the wondrous professional woman that you are? Thank you. Um, sure. And the scope and breadth of what I've done over the years and what I continue to do is pretty broad. Um, so occasionally it's, it's a bit of a challenge to explain it. Um, the way that I describe myself now is to say that I am a workforce improvement and career transition expert and that encompasses many things i do training and organizational development i work with what i call career transitioners people who are looking to change their career for any number of reasons and i do a lot of uh, leadership and management development training inside of organizations I also do, I work with, uh, I do LinkedIn training, I do sales training, um, but I really specialize in my sweet spot is anything that has to do with change and transition. So I oftentimes work with companies that are going through change due to perhaps um, growth, um, maybe it's a merger or acquisition kind of thing, um, or any number of reasons that there may be a lot of change going on. I work both with the organizations as well as with the individuals, sometimes with the leadership team so that they can help an organization go through change. So it's, it is pretty varied. It is pretty varied. Awesome. Awesome. So you have a, a clear robust history and ex experiential knowledge of helping people. I do. That's fair. That's awesome. So I'm curious, and all Balanced Beamers are, because you've worked with some pretty high up people from VPs and CEOs, any CXO level person you could imagine, down to blue collar workers who really are dealing with their own change and transition within and around the organization. How do you handle that vast amount of emotions that happens? Because you work with a lot of men, too. Well, how are you dealing with that, with your little petite, tiny, feminine self that you are walking in this room handling all these men and all that energy? <laughs> um, well, I need to have, you know, it's funny because it's your language, but I need to have some breathing room for all of that. I need to be able to um, keep my own counsel um, and sometimes just turn it all off. Um, I also find that it's very important for me to be able to 
take in a lot of information, be a really great listener and kind of go off and noodle it. Um, think a lot about it and process it on my own before I react. And that's been really, that's been really helpful. Um, I am, as a matter of fact, currently working with an, an organization um, of all men and they're experiencing some big changes in their organization and I haven't been in that kind of environment in quite a while mm -hmm. and I sort of forgot how um, you know the feelings that are associated with it and um, it's very interesting how at at my age and have having the experience that I have today uh, colors it so differently because there is um, in the, with this group of men, there really is this still this kind of old old boys club feeling. And I remember in my youth, there was um, an urge to sort of be a part of that and kind of, you know, nudge my way into it. And I would feel a little bit rejected mm -hmm. when I didn't, when I wasn't made to feel part of that team. And today, my feeling about it is really different. If they invite me to do something with them, you know, whatever it is, go have a beer or play cards or whatever. Um, at this point, I feel as though, well, you know, that's not a club I want to be a member of. And it's very, very different. I am able also to maintain, uh, you know, a safe distance in terms of the professionalism as well. And that's helpful. That is pretty awesome. You brought up a, a good point, though, Lisa. Like, obviously, you have maturity on your side. You have wisdom on your side. You have experience on your side. You can definitely look back and say, been there, done that. I, you know, wore the T-shirt and the baseball cap. So you're not interested in trying that on anymore. As opposed to there is um, this up and coming millennial generation, which is they are amazing, brilliant people. I have a millennial son. Um, they are brilliant, although a little socially inept at times. And that is me saying that I will say to any millennial that will have a conversation with me. You are brilliant generation, but you have some social ineptity that comes from this technology that we have and the way that you're learning and the way that you're communicating. So some of them are still struggling to figure out. Where, where they belong, what group. And I think that they're trying, literally, pun intended, trying to balance how they fit into some of these groups because a lot of them are very entrepreneurial. So they're running into these old boys clubs of old money, old hats, old energy with great experience. And they don't know how to, how to maneuver within that arena. Um, what would you say to someone who's kind of dealing with that, whether they're in their, their you know, mid thirties or their twenties and they're trying to figure out how to gently say, maybe this isn't where I need to play or a club I need to be a member of just to have a working relationship, so to speak. That's a really, that's a really interesting question that you ask. Um, I, I kind of feel very differently, I think, about millennials than many people in my generation. Mm -hmm. um, and rather than them adapting to the styles and norms of older generations, and I'm really, 
you know, I, the millennials are not reporting to baby boomers and right. I am a baby boomer. So mm -hmm. we're really skipping a couple of generations here. But um, I think that it is probably wiser and more prudent for the other, other generations to adapt to millennials, because honestly, they're the ones that are going to be running things. Yeah. Um, however, there is the, there is, you know, the, the, just the social, cultural aspect of everybody being able to get along and work together. And my um, really keen kind of belief is that it takes all kinds to make a healthy organization and that the end product is always, always going to benefit by diversity, intellectual diversity, you know, diversity of generations because they bring different perspectives to it. Um, I am, it, it's funny because I'm loath to categorize characteristics based on you know, either a generation or a personality style or any of that. And it's funny to hear that from me because I use those instruments in my work every single day. But I use those instruments so that people can better understand themselves mm -hmm. and so that they can be more successful at communicating effectively and getting what they want um, and feeling good in their work relationships. So um, what I mean is that I don't take it extremely seriously. I don't, I wouldn't um, categorize someone based on, I wouldn't say all millennials do this or, you know, all baby boomers are, you know, resistant to authority because they were raised in the sixties or, you know, I don't, I don't really say those things. We know that there are differences. However, I think that if you understand how to best communicate, you will be heard and be able to hear other people mm -hmm. in a way that's going to impact the ultimate outcome, whatever it is. If you are making widgets, if you are, you know, making video games, if you are designing applications or buildings or whatever it is, um, it is always best if you can include a lot of different perspectives, be able to look at things from all sides and appeal to all different types of people. That makes sense. So what about when um, millennials are struggling with that, to, to your point about the old boys clubs? when they're struggling with whether or not to include or exclude themselves, because they do want to be accepted. Um, it's not the baby boomers that they're reporting to necessarily. Sometimes that's, that's who is reporting to them, but they're often, they're struggling with how to be heard in those um, cohorts without necessarily having to join the cohort. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I, I do agree with you that um, there is a, there, you know, you can make an analogy between what I said earlier and this situation, and maybe those millennials um, do have to think about it not as I want to be part of that club, but mm -hmm. that I want to be respected by the by the men in that club, and I want to be heard 
and I want to be able to hear what they're saying. I want to be able to take advantage of the lessons they've learned, the best practices they've developed, um, the experience that they have. And so to do that, I think it is a matter of beginning to understand how to communicate with them, to really see how they're how their generation or how their or how their type um, it looks at things like what what do they hold dear to them what do they respect what do they consider credible um, how do they like to get information so if um, if I were if I want to communicate effectively with my son who is also a millennial He's 24. I have to text him. And that is the only way I get his attention. It, right. is, it is just the only way I get his attention, period, end of discussion. Um, and I know that. So those little things are important to understand. If he were to um, text his boss, um, who is a 40 something year old um, rabbi, okay, mm -hmm. um, that may not be effective. He right. may have to actually sit down at the keyboard and write an email, or he may have to knock on his door, depending also on not only the age, but the style. You know, this may be maybe somebody who needs you to talk to them face to face. You have to remember that it is really only in the last 10 to maybe 15 years that people haven't primarily done their work in a, in a central office where right. people have, you know, work together. And, you know, for a young person, that may seem like a long time, but in the development uh, and the culture of work in the United States of America, that is a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really, you know, it's almost like it, it is very new that people don't get their information around the water cooler. Right. Water cooler. Now, nowadays, people probably, kids probably wouldn't even really understand that reference when you talk about, oh, it was a water cooler conversation. Mm -hmm. Do they even know what that is? You know, it's kind of like, you know, talking about in the groove, where did that come from? <laughs> no, you're dating yourself. I love it. I love it. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Um, and you've traveled a lot, Lise, too. So you've had to create some of the boundaries and the way that we communicate that we're talking about in reference to millennials. You've had to create that in a different way for a different reason for yourself. Because as a consultant who's going out to these Fortune 500 companies and Fortune 100 companies and, and everything in between, um, you're called across the United States through the UK to train, whether it's a small composite of, of the top, top leaders or a bigger cohort of the groups of the people who actually implement the services. But that's a lot of hours in the sky, a lot of moments uh, traveling where you lose track of time and put a lot of energy and effort and you have to have some boundaries around your space because when you show up at these places 
you're there to perform an awesome, you know, integrity filled task that you've probably created the curriculum and done all that. But then you also have to recreate relationships when you're spending three, four, five weeks there. How are you you balancing yourself in the midst of kind of changing every, with every state and continent that you have to go to? That that's been really challenging. And for a while, I was traveling way more than I was staying in one place, and. That was hard. Um, I think that one of the things that I do really differently is that I um, integrate that kind of balance, although I don't really like to use the word balance. I know it's one of your favorite words, but um, I don't think there ever really is, is balance, so to speak. It's not equal. It's never equal. There are times when there's more of one, there's times when there's more of the other, and you kind of fit it all together. But um, I sort of don't, uh, there was a point in time when I had to really change my thinking and wrap my head around work in a different way. This actually came to me um, at one time when it's funny, it happened because I was very close to someone who was um, very observant religiously mm -hmm. and turned off really, you know, um, on the Sabbath, would never work, wouldn't take phone calls and so on. And um, being close to someone like that, I started to really start to think about uh, what that provided for him in his life. And I realized that I kind of, um, I, I do in many ways the same thing, but in a very different way. And then once I, once I sort of recognized that, I was able to almost develop it as a process to help me find that. Um, I don't try to sort of turn off the work at, at, pre-established times. I mean, of course, there are always times that I won't answer the phone or an email. I mean, if I'm in, if I'm at a wedding or if I'm at a bar mitzvah or if I'm in a synagogue, certainly my phone is off. However, what I'm saying is that I found that for me, life was easier and I could kind of take my pauses. Mm -hmm. um, if I were, if I were able to kind of, you know, on the weekend and late at night and so on, do a little work because then, you know, maybe I would work until I, I sometimes, I sometimes do work that I do on my own instructional design, other things like that. I really have to sit at a computer. Um, I work on research and design work and maybe I'm comfortable doing that until three o'clock in the morning if I'm on a roll and then I might be able to sleep in the next morning, even on sort of a school day, a work day. Um, so I've kind of integrated that. It has been really important when I travel, especially when I travel into different time zones. Yeah. Um, it is hard to keep those connections with family and friends when you are kind of on a three-hour difference. I mean, I think that most of the travel that I did um, the, the majority of travel that I did over the last few years was really to California. So between the East coast and the West coast, we're talking about a three hour time difference, 
enough so that by the time I finished with work, most of my friends were ready to go to sleep. Um, we're not really, I wasn't really able to reach out to clients and that kind of thing. So it was, it was challenging, um, but I kind of uh, set my own clock. That's one of the things that I did. I don't know if that's really what you were asking, but. No, 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 no. You, you answered it perfectly. That, that totally makes sense. Um, and I always, you know, I'm gonna pick on you for a second. Cause I love when people say, I don't believe in balance. We're speaking the same language. Um, the integration, like, I don't believe that balance is really this tight rope, which is kind of funny because we've used that visual before of like walking the yes. tight rope of life, but it really is a puns intended. It's a balanced beam. Like it works, it ebbs and flows for you. So, you know, I had to pick on you because I love you and you're my sister. So I had to pick on you, but <laughs> we're definitely speaking the same. I agree. We're talking about the same thing. It's semantics. It's semantics, yeah. but sometimes um, those words mean certain things to certain people. So I, for instance, um, there, there's something, there's an article called blurred lines that if you Google, you will find um, that really talks about the idea of integrating um, your work and personal life a little differently mm -hmm. and um, sort of blurring those lines so that it not feeling guilty about, um, you know, if you're on a vacation, spending a few hours doing some work, if that's going to make it easier for you when you get back to your desk or, or that kind of thing. It's a good article called Blurred Lines. Um, on the other hand, um, I also feel that there are period, there are seasons in, of your life and there are periods of time where you may be very heavily weighted down with certain activities and then other times of your life where you are not. And that in a way is also um, what I'm talking about here. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that there may be occasions when, especially if I was, I was a single working mother yeah. and for many years, um, my, you know, my son was a big priority, obviously. I mean, you know, a child is always a major priority for a mother, but um, I was, I did not have a lot of me time mm -hmm. when my son was very small and that was okay. I mean, I had, when I, when I was able, when I found a way to have me time, of course I grabbed it and took it and, you know, and took advantage of any support I had around me, but that was all right because you know what, now I have this awesome son who, you know, on, I, I miss every day because I live in Philly and he lives in Connecticut. And I have, you know, if, if I wanted to go to the spa and if I wanted to get a massage and if I wanted to, you know, do all of those things now, I certainly can do much more of it than I could do then. And it's, you know, it is, so it's not balanced, but it, it fits. You know, it's it's a matter of having different what 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 we refer to as different seasons of your life. And I'm sure that, you know, I know you and your lifestyle situation, and I'm sure that you can completely relate as most women, I think, can. Absolutely. You know, I can because you and I have definitely talked personally outside of our professional circle 
I, I agree that it depends on the ages and stages of your children. If you have children, um, if you're a pet owner, if you're in a situation where you're taking care of your parents or or someone else, a care you know you're a caregiver for someone, it definitely does affect you. Um, it's I agree with you and I always laugh because you and I speak such the same language even though we have such completely different cultural backgrounds and experiences I always say it is semantics balance is definitely a game of semantics but I define it exactly how you said it yeah and and you know it's kind of like when you brought something up when my when my son was very small um, when he was about five I was in the middle of a divorce mm -hmm. my father was dying I was trying to help take care of my father. I had elderly parents. I had, you know, it felt like the world was collapsing on top of me. And I had awesome responsibilities. And, you know, people would turn around to me and say to me, oh, well, you need to take time to yourself. And I felt like saying, <laughs> really? Like, you know, get a grip. You know, I, I mean, that has to wait time for myself. And it did have to wait. And you know what? You know, I got through a divorce. My son grew up. My parents have passed. Things change. That's but right. I needed to, you know, that that took a tremendous amount of energy and created a lot of stress. And we deal with that stuff. Absolutely. And it, it really does. You brought up another point that it is kind of in alignment with is having the right people around you to understand not to yes you when you don't need yes, you need people who are raw and honest in love, they need to lead in love when they speak with you, even if that means being, you know, very assertive in their conversations, if that's how you need to receive it. But you need people who understand what you're going through and who will also challenge you to pull yourself out of a situation you've been stuck in. So I agree with you that with every season, you need to look at who's kind of around you and whether those people are, you know, pacifying what you're going through and not really pushing you and, and helping, or if they're trying to pull you into a place that you're not trying to go. I don't, I don't even want 20 minutes to myself. I want to spend it with my father. I want to have that time. I may need it according to your timetable, but that's not what's gonna make me feel good. That 20 minutes will make me feel even worse, just hypothetically, of course. Um, so I totally agree with you on that one. That's awesome points. Yeah, point. Awesome points. So what would you recommend, Lise, for anyone who is looking to escape to somewhere that they just want to be, and maybe they have a few days to get away, you know, once a quarter, once semi-annually, once a year, there's just anywhere in the world that they want to go, one of your favorite places to go, minus your backyard. <laughs> minus my backyard. Well, there are a lot of great places. For me, um, I'm more of a city girl, so um, one of one of the uh, most relaxing and fun vacations I ever took was to London. And that may sound odd because it is a bustling, busy city. Um, and, but um, London has a sense of humor. And I think that laughing is so important in life. Um, great comedy clubs. Um, I love theater and um, art. And there, you know, there's no better theater than, than you can find there. And there is also um, 
you know, there are wonderful museums. Um, you can walk around London. You can walk around the city. There's history. So that's fun. Um, close by in the United States, there's a place called the Boulder Inn that's up in Connecticut on a big old lake with tons of trails and um, beautiful foliage all around it. It's great in the summer. It's great in the winter. It's beautiful in the fall. And that's a wonderful place to go. And it's not too far because it's Connecticut. Your face completely lit up when you talked about that place. It must be because your handsome, wonderful son is there. <laughs> oh, well. well, you know, he's in a different part of Connecticut, but you're right. It's still, yeah. Mm -hmm. A great association. So Lisa, tell everyone how they can connect with you because we know that there are going to be companies, corporations, CLOs, the chief learning officers and above, down to people who are in career transition who are really looking to reach out and help you. Where do they go to learn more about you or to connect with you? Okay, probably the best place is my own website. And it is, it is just myname.com. However, you have to remember, my name is Lisa, but it's L-I-S-E. L-I-S-E-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z.com. I have a website. Um, I also can be reached, um, my email through that, lisa at lisaschwartz.com, or my name, Lisa Schwartz Pro, L-I-S-E-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z-P-R-O at gmail.com. Those are probably the best ways to reach me. All of my other contact information is there. Um, my LinkedIn profile, I mean, I'm out there. You know, people can find me, and I hope they do because I, I love helping people. I just love the work I do. It is uh, so gratifying to me. Absolutely. Thank you. You're Thanks. welcome. You. You're welcome. And I am definitely someone who's been a part of Lisa's trainings. I've been in the audience. She's well-spoken. She's so informative. It's ridiculous. Like I found myself like writing notes, writing notes, writing notes the whole time. Um, even in subjects that I thought I knew, I thought I knew, I thought I knew, and I had something else to learn. So I definitely recommend from a speaking perspective as well as a training perspective to contact Lisa Schwartz. And we'll definitely put all this information at the bottom of the YouTube um, SoundCloud and iTunes so you can also get to it. For those of you who are driving, when you finally have a safe space to pull over, you'll be able to get this information. Lisa, you are amazing as always. I'm so grateful that you took time with me today. I want you to stay right there. Don't go anywhere. Balance Beamers, we have more tools for you to infuse. Can you imagine that? Even more than what you just got? You have more coming right up right after this. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another empowerment just for you. I want to have a small moment with you just to talk about the things you need to do when you're feeling down and doubtful. I want you to do something a little courageous, a little bit feisty, and maybe something a little unorthodox. I want you to pull out the boxing gloves and stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with you. It's something we have to do often. It's something some of the industry experts and I have talked about countless times on and off camera. When you're at a place in your life, when you know you have all the tools you need, you have everything you're supposed to have, yet you're still doubting 
your next step, your next level, the possibilities, it's time to put everything down and literally box it out with you because it's all in your mind. We all go through it, speaking to myself first, I definitely have been there. When I know that I am fully equipped to move forward, to take the next step, to make this difficult decision, or maybe one that's not difficult, but it's so easy that I think there's something sneaky behind it. You have to stand toe-to-toe with yourself and say, listen, Nikita Thigman, Jon Snow, David Cooper, Sally Appletree, whatever your name is, you got this. And if you weren't sure before, you'll be sure by the time this moment is over. You literally have to box it out with yourself. I hope you enjoy this empowerment moment.